when things are great, it's easy. Yes. When things are tough. Yes. You know, that's when you see who you're, who you got to really find got, right? a way. Yeah. What a crazy. And, and Scott right, Allison. I got to find a way. Just, and and our, our chairman, uh, Scott Jenkins, you know, could have easily, you know, mailed it in and, and he said, no, we're, we're going to find a way. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Shop Talk Fairway Edition, where the conversation is always above par with Chief Jeff Walter and his co-host, Sergeant Allison Sempsis, who's always ready to drive the conversation down the fairway of fascinating topics. So grab your clubs, folks. It's time to tee off into today's discussion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 28th. You know what, Allison? I think you said it's the 28th episode of uh, Shop Talk. I'm your host, Chief Jeff Walter, and my trusty, trusty, half-illiterate sidekick, <laughs> uh, Sergeant Allison Sempsis, is with us here today. Uh, we can get into all of the silliness that uh, Allison has been providing and the, the social media fodder that, that Allison's been providing over the last uh, month or so since we, since we uh, had our last episode. But episode 28... I know people are like, why, why does the chief keep talking? Like, what episode this is? Because I never know whether this is going to be the last episode or not. And so, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just excited to be here. Excited to be with you, uh, Allison, in in, um, in January. You know, is it uh, me? You know, and uh, for our listeners, I think we talked about this before, but uh, you know, I'm 53 years old, and I, and 2023 went by um, was the fastest year of my entire life. Do you say that every year, though? Um, that- no. no. I maybe I don't yeah, know I as so. I as I get closer to the end and by the end I mean yes my life I was um <laughs> you know I thought my goodness what why is why is every year going yeah 2023 was insane how fast it went by mm-hmm. um it was a great year for us organizationally uh did a lot of great things in 2023 um yeah it was great but uh had a lot of major events obviously we have major events every year but uh Open in the Super Bowl last year at the same time. In fact, uh, timely. We're going to talk about the Open today. Uh, we have a special guest. On, <laughs> I guess we always have a special guest. Otherwise, it'd just be you and I, Allison. And I am special. And you know, if, we, if it was just <laughs> you and I, maybe our, our, you know, we'd have maybe uh, thousands and thousands of, of listeners. But we must bring on special guests <laughs> to talk about something other than ourselves. Uh, and so we're going to get to that in a little while. And uh, the new tournament director for WM Phoenix Open, uh, George Thimpson, is going to be here with us. And uh, we're excited to have him. He's uh, he's kind of running the he's running the show this year uh, at the you know at the People's Open, the greatest show on grass. Um, and we're super excited about that. But uh, yeah, I can't can't believe it's a new year already, twenty twenty four, and uh, it's speeding by. Well, Everybody yeah. was prepping for Barrett Jackson and WMPO, and now it's here. Yeah, it's- as we record this, we are in the middle of Barrett Jackson, and uh, uh, Allison, you and I were at the the gala on uh, Sunday night, and uh, our our thanks, our sincere thanks, go out to uh, Barrett Jackson. Uh, and and everybody involved in really showcasing uh, Scottsdale PD. So we had 30 plus of our officers, probably 30, well, it's probably more than that because when we rolled out the canine and our uh, yeah. our honor guard, uh, they honored us, uh, which was, was, which awesome. was pretty cool, yeah. which was pretty cool. And the crowd was, was wonderful to us as well. So yeah, I did, you know, my wife and I were walking around and I know that you and James, were, your husband James were walking around as well and looking at the different cars, but Boy, being in a uniform on a Sunday night uh, at Barrett Jackson. Not as fun. Uh, no, no, no. I felt like um, uh, the proverbial turd in a punch bowl, right? <laughs> like my wife's like, man, could you get more sideways looks while just looking at some cars? I said, honey, 
It's these blindingly shiny four stars on my collar. They they see the level of import walking through Barrett Jackson. That was it was either that it. or the she, lowly public servant. One it was one it was one of those. We two. had to hide in the back, <laughs> <laughs> but nobody fell on stage, so nobody embarrassed themselves. Yeah, yeah, it, was it, good. it went. Uh, my thanks to you, Allison, for uh, for really organizing all of that and corralling everybody because. Uh, it was uh, it was a tall task, but uh, thanks again to, uh, to the folks at Barrett Jackson for for honoring Scottsdale PD and uh, and all that we do. Last year they did they honored uh, the U.S. military, mm-hmm. various branches of the military, and next year it's I the think they're going to do a fire department. So there will be thirty uh, lazy boy recliners uh, up on the stage for the because the the firefighters don't want to stand; they should be able to sit and relax. Um, while they're being honored, so that was great. They did beat us in basketball last night, though. They have more practice because they have more free time. Our people are actually uh, never mind. You know, absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to my uh, my good friend and and uh, colleague and peer, uh, Chief Tom Shannon with the Scottsdale Fire Department because we do have a great relationship with them. But uh, we can't. We don't miss a day. They don't miss a day without making fun of each other. Uh, they have hero. Everybody has to have a hero. We're theirs. They're ours. <laughs> and so uh, it, it's a great relationship. But um, just some discussion, you know, I, I know that uh, before we jump in with George and talk about the Open, um, gosh, we, uh, you know, in full, full transparency, you know, you know, Allison, I, I, much to your chagrin, I'm all about uh, putting information out and participating in the law enforcement narrative, uh, certainly in Scottsdale, certainly in the Valley and in the state, but also nationally. Uh, because I think it's important that our voices be heard, that we participate in the narrative. And uh, we, uh, let's, let's be honest, a little transparent. We've been taking a beating yeah. uh, since uh, December 26th. So the day after Christmas, uh, a YouTube video was released uh, involving some of our officers with uh, what the, the YouTuber refers to himself as a travel vlogger. Um, all of us really know the uh, the real intent behind the travel vlogger is really he's a First Amendment auditor. And for those of you who listen who don't know what a First Amendment auditor is, are those people that this this uh, gentleman and, and his stepson in particular fly around the country to go to various locations, uh, film a lot of th- that area, and then they typically try to entice a shop owner by filming in front of their shop. They try to entice a shop owner to come out and, and engage them in dialogue. And invariably what happens is uh, a shop owner comes out as upset because they're filming patrons or being too close to the entrance. And ultimately the police get called and that happened in Scottsdale um, uh, prior to Christmas. And then the officers typically respond and then there's some banter back and forth. And uh, some of uh, we're no, uh, this, there's, there's, we're no strangers to first amendment auditors. We see them regularly. Um, we've done a lot of training in the organization on dealing with First Amendment auditors and maintaining your professionalism um, as they try to entice you. Most of the First Amendment auditors in the state of Arizona are uh, readily identifiable. Yes. Very vulgar, very aggressive. Yeah. Um, and those ones are easy. This one is not. And uh, he he was... Uh, let's just say we didn't have our, our, our most professional moment uh, captured on camera. And so at the last thing I saw was they had 600,000 views um, and now, mind you, when I say it was we were less than we had the less than professional moment. The good things here is we didn't. I mean, we didn't violate any, we didn't violate anybody's rights. We didn't even use profanity. We didn't arrest anybody that we shouldn't have. We didn't use force. Uh, we were a little uh, we were a little chippy, right? We got a little annoyed at the at the scenario that had unfolded. 
Um, and so what was interesting about that, and the reason I share this with our listeners before we, we get into the mean potatoes of a much more fun topic uh, with the open, is that um, this, this, this YouTuber with a national following, uh, boy, we just saw the, uh, about the most hateful, hateful yeah. the ugliness Mean um, of an undercurrent of a subculture in this country that's um, concerning, right? When does it say concerning? Because I'm, I'm a, I tell oh. you, over the last month, I've been awash in uh, hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds of emails that are just absolutely vile. You know, calling for yeah. not just the firing of of an officer who who might have been a little bit rude, uh, but to call in some instances to uh, to call for her death. Mm-hmm. Uh, to dox her on social media. Uh, you know, we haven't put this out uh, on most of our socials, but uh, somebody found this officer's mother's phone number mm-hmm. and called her and called her mother. But like, what are these people like, doing yeah, with all doing? their time? I don't understand. Um, and so really I thought, oh my goodness, this is this is an officer who got a little chippy, who got a little rude. And, and, and I shared with my own organization that, um, yeah, the, I, I've fallen for this emotional hook on occasion. It's just what it's just what happens and what we do. And sometimes you, you know, you lose patience. Uh, our goal is to not do that; is to always be professional. But you, sometimes you lose patience. And my goodness, if this is the the uh, the outpouring from this subculture about uh, you know about somebody who's uh, being rude. Now people said they vi- You know the First Amendment. Uh, yeah. okay, they she did just fine. The sergeant did just fine. So uh, interesting, but yeah. uh, I think we're on the tail end of that. The the, uh, the hate uh, has largely um, subsided. They've moved on to the next. Mm. They've moved on to the next. Yeah, we uh, get a one or twosies here, but like okay. Yeah, but 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 you know, just pretty interesting. So mm-hmm. you know, our commitment to our listeners, you know, we're we're always we always strive to be an amazingly uh, professional organization. You know, we're still we're the only duly accredited municipal police agency in the state of Arizona, and that's a big deal. That what that tells us is we follow model policy practices standards our 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 pattern and practice uh, of what we do uh, we follow national and international standards very high standards of of conduct um, that's how we become accredited in, in very much in the same way that universities and colleges become accredited uh, there are eight over 18,000 police agencies in, in in the United States and currently only 700 of them are accredited through the Commission on Accreditation for Law Enforcement Agencies, 18,000, only 700 internationally accredited agencies in the United States. Scottsdale PD is one of them and duly accredited both on the international, national level and on the state level through the Arizona Law Enforcement uh, Accreditation Program. So are we perfect? Nope. Don't expect us to be, but we strive to be great every day for, for our community. But to the supporters who have been like trying Amazing. to, oh my gosh, it's Amazing. awesome to see the people who are like, this police department has done great. They have blah, blah, blah. And, and the support means the world to us. And we see it. So thank you. Yeah, it has been tremendous, especially on Instagram. Instagram oh, right, Instagram. Boy, the, they have come out of the woodwork to protect the organization yeah. and um, and call out the, the yes. YouTuber for exactly what they were doing. So, yes, that's anyway, been great. great stuff. Uh, very interesting time period. It's just a, it's a kind of what law enforcement is going through in the United States. Uh, and it's a, it's it's a very interesting time. But I, I love to always say that, you know, no matter what goes on, there are always uh, men and women who come forward, raise their right hand, say, I want to I want to protect and serve uh, in the toughest of times. I, I love to say, uh, you know, being a leader in, in a police organization um, was easy in the past. Right. I mean, it was easier 
because it's easy to lead in a time where things are relatively calm and, and you have a great support. Uh, truly, I think true leaders are made in difficult times when things aren't going uh, as well in a profession. Now things are going great in Scottsdale PD. We have mad, mad, mad support from the vast mm-hmm. majority of our citizens, our visitors that come here. Um, I think that speaks to the professionalism, but uh, definitely the last three years since civil unrest and the pandemic uh, have, have been interesting in law enforcement. It's, it's why you see chiefs, uh, you know, I talked about this, Allison, it's why we see uh, police chiefs dropping left and right, right? They're just getting out of the profession like this is too much. So I'm here. I've been here three years as your chief. I'm, I've, uh, it's been the joy of my career, and uh, I, got, I, got, I got at least a couple more to go. A couple more before I ride off into the sunset and go home to tiny little town of Alpine, Arizona. Today, we're diving into the heart of the golfing world with an exciting update from the WM Phoenix Open. This prestigious event, affectionately known as the People's Open, is gearing up for an unforgettable tournament from February 5th to 11th at TPC Scottsdale. He steps into this pivotal role with a wealth of experience having served as the assistant tournament chairman last year alongside Pat Williams. His journey to the helm involves steering the Thunderbirds in orchestrating every aspect of the 2024 event. From sponsorship dynamics to ensuring top-notch security, community engagement, logistical planning, and crafting the perfect on-course experience, he is at the forefront of it all. Hailing from Rancho Palos Verdes in Southern California, He is not just a leader, but also an academic achiever with degrees in marketing and communications from California State University, Chico. A Thunderbird since 2017, he has made Phoenix his home with his wife, Natalie, and their two children. His impressive career trajectory includes over a decade at Red Bull and a significant role at Timeless. So buckle up as we explore the ins and outs of what makes the WM Phoenix open a standout event in the world of golf through the eyes of its passionate leaders. Let's tee off into this episode. Please welcome George Thompson. Uh, George Thompson. We're excited to have you. This is a great time of year, <laughs> great time of year. And we're, uh, I'm so thankful uh, and honored that you'd come on the show with us and, uh, and chat a little bit about the Open and a little bit about yourself. And we'll make fun of Allison together. It's terrific <laughs> when I have a partner uh, that, that can, that can uh, help me with uh, making fun of Allison and whatever silly words she decides to say and uh so welcome it's great great to have you thank you for having me chief and sarge uh, i feel like we know each other so well now absolutely just chief and sarge <laughs> yeah chief and sarge uh, let, let me start off by saying 28th episode yeah. uh you mentioned you know hopefully it's not the last i, w- I would feel a lot of uh, guilt and blame <laughs> we if, blame I was, you. if i was your last episode but uh thank you guys for having me very much yeah, man, I, I, you're, no, it's, we're, we're honored to have you here, and this will not be the last episode. Uh, you know, people <laughs> listen to Allison, they're like, can that guy, can the chief just stop talking so much and listen to the guests? But I noticed that, we, you know, we added some lights into the, into the, into the studio today. We're getting fancy. This it's is getting a little, class yeah. Studio, it's yeah. getting a little warm. <laughs> I know, I'm sweaty. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I didn't realize all this light added all this. Studio slash so. sauna. Yes, yeah, I feel like my forehead's shiny. We're detoxing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting ready for the open. Before the open, <laughs> yes. sweating out all the toxins <laughs> from New Year's Eve. God, uh, George, before we get into talking about the uh, the open, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and you know, kind of how you how you find yourself here today, right? And and uh, and the kind of the tournament director for the open and 
and how you find yourself in Arizona and kind of give us a little little background on, on who you are and how you how you find yourself sadly sitting in uh, shop talk with with Allison and I today <laughs> excitedly sitting <laughs> there here you go. with you and Sarge uh, here at shop talk uh, I moved here uh, about 10 years ago uh, with my wife and at the time uh, our very young daughter we are both born and raised uh, Southern California natives okay. please don't Hold that no, against we me. We judging. Will, we will yeah. not California yeah. Arizona. That's... We were very proud of <laughs> here. Yeah, uh, we moved here about 10 years ago for my job. I'd moved around uh, a few different times. I was with uh, Red Bull Energy okay. Drink for just over 11 years and had a great experience there. Was able to move around uh, multiple different states around the Southwest and had uh, an opportunity for promotion here. And we'd already spent some time here, a little bit of time here. My, my wife actually has a family. Her grandmother's uh, one of 13 children. Wow. The only uh, female. Holy oh my so goodness. Wow. Brothers. Wow. Yeah. And they lived through a, a pretty amazing time here uh, in Arizona. It was, um, you know, back when they're, you know, what was the, there were internment camps here. Yeah. And when you go out yeah, to the Glendale, there's, internment camps. Yeah, there's one side of the street that uh, yeah. if you were on that side of the street, you'd be in the internment camp. If not, you're on the other, uh, and, and not. And, uh, you know, luckily her family was on the side of, uh, in Glendale that wow. um, they didn't, that's they weren't crazy. in internment camps, and they had a farm um, called Tanita Farms out here, and uh, which still exists uh, to this day. Mm-hmm. But there was some history here, so there was yeah. some families, which made the transition easy. And over the course of the 10 years here, we've just found um, the Valley of the Sun amazing, and it's been very welcoming. And so it's uh, it's been a great, great experience living here in, in Scottsdale. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you find yourself, you, you come here, and, uh, and ultimately... Um, you transitioned right from from uh, Red Bull into a into a, a whole new industry, and yeah. uh, and 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 I I think that it's uh it's important that we we kind of talk about that a little bit because I think I'm going to share some thoughts and ideas with our our listeners um, that I think they're they're going to be surprised at a little bit. So you, you come here and you make that transition um, into a totally new field that um, to be honest with you is is really exploding mm-hmm. in Arizona. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, I, I appreciate that, Chief. Yeah, so at Red Bull. Um, you know, there's a, a, a very strong entrepreneurial spirit, right? It's yeah. a big global yeah. brand, um, but we really focused on that local face, right? It's a national brand, mm-hmm. local face, um, you know, and, and learned a lot. You know, I had, you know, we'd had close to 300 employees within the region that I had, and we, we oversaw many facets of the business. So it was almost like getting a master's degree in business, being yeah. able to look at distribution and finances and P&Ls and marketing and really merging that world. And having been there for over 11 years, you, you know, you get to the point where you're like, hey, how do I how do I challenge myself a little bit more? And I'd been learning about um, the magic of this plant, mm. this cannabis plant, yeah. this, this misunderstood plant, yeah. uh, this plant that I, you know, had some familiarity with in, in college and, and, you know. I love how you <laughs> say that. <laughs> I had some I familiarity so with this plant there in, college. Was, uh, made that, uh, <laughs> in college. Um, but as I learned more about the plant and, and the fact that there there is magic in it. There, there yeah. are elements of it that are still being studied now. Yeah. Uh, the more I learned about it and, and from a business side of it, also thinking, hey, how do I jump into something where we can take the skill set and the things that, you know, that have been learned and try to transition that into an industry that really yeah. needs maybe some, some of the taboos broken down a little bit, yeah. maybe a little bit more strategy and structure on how to build it and, and how to be a, for lack of a better term, a trailblazer yeah. within the industry. Yeah. So jumped into jumped into cannabis about six years ago uh, here in Arizona. You know, the medical market started here in right. 2013. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I tried to get in a little bit early to learn learn the, the actual, you know, s- personality and intricacies yes. of the business and, yeah. and get into it. And so it's, uh, 
it's been a nice little run here for six years. Yeah, and then transition all that you learned, like you talked about that master's degree in business at Red Bull, and transition all of that experience, business experience, and wisdom that you learned over in the, that eleven years, and then apply that to, you know, essentially, you know, almost a a new industry on the recreational side, right? We had medical marijuana for for a period, a decent period of time before yeah. recreational marijuana was approved by the voters. And so uh, I think that's great to, to take that business savvy and then apply that to a whole new industry, right? And that growth, certainly, yep, I was going to say growth industry, pun intended, right? Mm-hmm. Growth <laughs> there industry. are a lot of puns that we're doing. Yeah, and I'm so. Sure. Um, that was an old man pun. But, yeah, oh, good Lord, that's a dad <laughs> joke, right? Um, but I think, you know, you hit on something that I thought I think is really important is that you, to kind of break down some of the taboos, right? Because in law enforcement, and I, I started in this profession 30 years ago this year, and that was, you know, possession of marijuana uh, or drug paraphernalia related to marijuana. Was Those were felony offenses, right? That Those were big deals because those were, you know, how they were listed as uh, what schedule they were and what drugs. And, and so and so then to make that transition uh, ultimately from to, to allow medical marijuana and then recreational marijuana, I'll tell you on the policing side of things, we've had to completely change what we do. In fact, even with our dogs or our, our mm-hmm. canines, who, our detection canines who... Uh, for years, we're used to the, you know finding the scent mm-hmm. of marijuana, not burning marijuana. That one's obvious. Um, so none of our dogs do that anymore. And so to make that transition, um, especially toward recreational marijuana, um, has been um, has not been without challenges, right? In, in my profession. And so for us, and I think this is uh, Allison and I, we, we take on controversial topics and we talk a lot about a lot of sometimes a lot about cringy things or things that people don't want to talk about, like domestic violence and sex trafficking and, and things like that, that all go on here um, to some significant degree uh, in a lot of cases. Uh, I think marijuana and the discussion on recreational marijuana usage and medicinal purposes uh, is a great topic. I mean, we're, we'll spend just a short period of time and we'll talk about the open, but but uh, it's something that uh, I will tell people because they're like, you're, as a cop, you're totally against that, right? And I say, no, actually, I'm not. Um, I feel like uh, in my career over the span of 30 years, I was telling my wife this morning, this is, this is an old man thing, uh, Allison. <laughs> you know, I've been a police officer in four different decades, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s, right? And so in the 90s uh, and into the 2000s, I recognized the absolute waste of resources that we were throwing at uh, marijuana crimes. Now, I'm not talking about, for those of you who are like, oh, I'm going to call the chief on the carpet. I'm not talking about your harder drugs, uh, your narcotics. I'm not talking about any of those. I'm talking about uh, a plant. Yeah, I'm going to go down that road. The plant <laughs> similar to, uh, you know, when we're talking about plants, naturally grown things, uh, we, we smoke tobacco without any any problem in this country. Or barley and hops, we, you know, we, we drink that without any problem in this country. And so um, it's, it's the decisions sometimes that lawmakers make to, to make thing, it, something illegal. Well, you put it to the voters and the voters say, no, let's you know, smoke them if you got them. You and I joked around, George, prior to us coming on and starting our recording of, of this podcast. We benefit. Public safety benefits from recreational marijuana usage in, in Arizona. Uh, it's called Prop 207. And so some proceeds from the sale of marijuana go into the Prop 207 fund. And then police departments and fire departments across the state of Arizona receive funds that then we turn around and we use those. And I will tell our audience that uh, our Prop 207 funds 
uh, pay for our, our new police park ranger program. We have three park rangers that spend time in our 43 parks and the preserve. Uh, they're, they're entirely funded by Prop 207 money. And then the vast majority of our short-term rental squad, uh, which is four officers and a sergeant, are funded out of Prop 207 dollars. So um, thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it, no, thank you guys. It's great to hear, you know, Prop 207 was something that, you know, there was some back and forth, right? It's a, yeah. It was a very, it was a very political yeah. uh, topic that had people on both sides of it. And to hear, you know, directly from, you know, a respected police chief that there, you guys have seen the money actually get put to use yeah. that, that has been approved by the people of Arizona uh, is, is very important. You know, like jumping into, you know, as you talk about, you know, cannabis and, and some of those misnomers and taboos, that's something that our brand is, you know, we're in five states now going into yeah. eight and each state has different compliance and different rules. And something, you know, at, at Timeless, which is the brand, um, the brand that I'm a partner in, you know, our process is all about community. It's about culture yeah. and it's about telling the story of each of the markets that we're in. And so when it comes to community breaking down, you know, some of those taboos are, are you know, we're going to talk about with Thunderbirds with charity, but, you know, working with, you know, Joy Bus, um, you know, who provides, you know, meals for um, cancer patients right. you know, at home, uh, homeward bound, you know, homeless uh, place for, you know homeless families to be able to go and um, really get back on their feet and, and uh, get interviews and learn how, you know, to, to work and manage money. You know, there, there are things like that that um, we're trying to be involved in, but to understand that, you know, Prop 207, you know, is is uh, effective and, and is working is great to hear for, for it is. the market. It you know, is. Arizona's done a great job with, with cannabis. And I know uh, our listeners out there, some of you are like, oh, I can't believe the chief feels this way. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get on the, the, the right uh, public safety bandwagon here and say, um, I feel the same way about uh, cannabis use that I feel about uh, alcohol, right? In terms of um, if you're going to use, don't drive, right? Because everybody recognizes, uh, you know, the, the uh, impaired driving issue that we have, certainly in Scottsdale, because we have so many major special events and, and uh, independent of special events, you know, we are the kind of the hub for nightlife in the valley uh, with all the clubs and bars and there's the, just the, the great restaurant scene. And so, uh, again, feel the same way about that as I do alcohol. I've seen far more uh, fatal collisions related to alcohol and alcohol usage, usage and overconsumption than I have um, uh, marijuana usage. And so, uh, but but on both fronts, uh, let's let's use both of those substances responsibly and not drive um, afterward. I think you and I joke. You must be of age. <laughs> yes, you, you must be, be of age. Yep. And honestly, George, you and I joked around about this uh, also earlier. Is that uh, if most of my patrons in in Old Town uh, were uh, sparking it up, uh, they'd be a, they'd be a lot more mellow than uh, than than some of them uh, and the beer muscles that they're uh, they're making. Lots and of laughs. You lot might of be a little bored. You might be a right. little bored. Come in old on, town, it, and you'd sell a whole lot more food. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and che- fire Cheetos. Yeah. But I think it's just about education. People just don't know. I mean, it's such a tab. It was such a taboo topic, but it's just education. Yes, right? uh, so. that that is the main thing. It we're is about we're just barely rounding first base on. Totally. You know, the education side of it and people truly understanding the plant and the benefits of the plant. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get on my high horse yeah. on it, but, but you, you hit the nail on the head on yeah. that. So please, uh, as we segue into talking about uh, the, the greatest show on, on grass, uh, please no Another pun. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> please, 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 um, no angry emails. I mean, if you want to have a conversation with me, I'd love to have a conversation with you and share my thoughts with you as a as a 30-year uh, law enforcement professional and, and kind of how we how we can move forward together on this and and, uh, and do some great things together. So so segue into into uh, the open. 
uh, George and your role with the Thunderbirds. And uh, I'm super excited. You know, I'm typically excited for the Open. I, I love both Bear Jacks and the Open. I love the Prada. I love uh, spring training. I love the Arabian Horse Show. I mean, we're getting into all like you know all of all of our major events. We're going to roll out the new and improved uh, Tour to Scottsdale in April. So we are a special event city, but the special event, the biggest special event for us is the Open. Uh, I've worked it uh, or been a part of it every year uh, since I came here, uh, 1994, and uh, just absolutely loved it. I'm going to love it more this year because, well, last year was the Open and the Super Bowl at the yeah. same time, oh. and so uh, we were we were absolutely buried and in Bear Jackson. Yeah, Bear and Jackson. Yeah, it was and all you know. You throw the Super Bowl and all the Super Bowl activities. We host the we hosted the AFC uh, team, the Chiefs. Uh, we had ESPN Zone. We have all the parties. Our and we had hangar parties at the air park. We had all you know with all the nightlife. Hosted that we the had. winner. Yes, we did. Hosted yeah. the winner, and so uh, very busy 2023 for us. So but we're excited for. 2024 where we can put all of our focus uh, on our partners with the with, with the open so kind of talk about that a little bit and how you find yourself as the kind of the tournament uh chair this year well first off yeah i mean your first trimester of the year is rapid pace so mm-hmm. you know thank you guys you know for for your service and your sacrifice and uh, i know we're going to get into the relationship and the partnership with you guys um but we're we're excited you know i think before we even get into that um some something that comes up all the time is the question about you know what are the Thunderbirds? So I, I think that's a, maybe a good place to Absolutely. start. Absolutely. So um, the Thunderbirds, you know, started in 1937, and it was the Chamber of Commerce of Scottsdale bringing five business leaders uh, within the state to really promote the Valley of the Sun through sports. And so it was about finding uh, different events to you know raise money and drive awareness around you know around the city of you know Scottsdale and Phoenix. Um, and that was. Way back in the day, they had a vision for what this yeah, could be out 1937. here. 1937. Yeah. No, Allison, I was not alive then. I was then. just going to say. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew, who, just, I knew she, where she was going to go. just started police here. work, Chief. I like it here a lot. Um, so then, you know, they'd found some success. And so uh, the Chamber of Commerce said, hey, why don't you go grab 10 of your, each of you grab 10 of your friends and come out and let's see if we can continue to grow this and, and spread the word. And so, um, you know, eventually there were 55, which still remains 55 actives within our group. So... Uh, when you're an active member, you have a job and a role. I didn't realize that there was a cap on yeah. there. Okay. 55 that, And that there was a historical component of that. There was a historical That's component. really cool. Hmm. Yeah. And so this will be our 89th year of the Phoenix Open. So WM Phoenix Open, 89th year. Um, we were very excited, but it's been decades of, you know, vision of, of really great business leaders yeah. that included, um, you know, Governor Ducey, Governor and, Ducey you know, yeah. uh, professional athletes in different uh, in different you know, business capacities across the valley, uh, people that can influence and also raise money for yeah. the state and drive awareness yeah. here. So we're really excited about our 89th year here uh, with the Open, and it really is a massive community event. It's been built on that foundation of community, uh, and the community always comes out strong, and it's not just about the city of Scottsdale, it's the entire state. Yes, it's a city-stopping, state-stopping moment yep. out here that yep. we you know, are proud to say uh, we're a part of as, a, as the host organization, but it's really become an international bucket list as well. Yeah. People come coming from around the world. Last year was able to, you know, cruise around and just introduce myself and just say, "Hey, where are you from? Is this yeah. your first time?" And there are people as far as you know, Japan and India, and you know, and then there are people That's from crazy. all across, you know, the country, including Wyoming. <laughs> I just saw an article. Yeah, Wyoming. <laughs> I just saw an article that talked about these tour groups, international tour groups that they set up a tour like, and and it's it's sole purpose is to go to the open right so you have what? people from yeah you have people from around the world 
who now get onto these tours and they get tickets and they go to the open yeah. and yeah, it's a, it's That's an international, crazy. it's a big, it's an international, it's very cool. It's become a, it's become a massive event and, and we are again proud of, you know, our, our motto this year is we are the people's open. And part of we are the people's open is, you know, it's about obviously the players and their experience. Um, but really the players come back, which we can get into as well later, but yeah. you know, we've got, we've got 30 out of the top 50 players. We've got five out of the top 10. Wow. Uh, players already committed yeah. to this tournament and then um, you know it's not you know last year we we, we were lucky and, and were able to be a signature event this year you know we're sandwiched in between two signature events for for various reasons but one is we can stand alone yeah mm-hmm. and it's because of you know again the we are the people's open motto it's about our first responders it's about our partnerships yeah. it's about and it's really about our fans in the community right and, and being able to raise money to give back to charity so we are the people's open is something yeah. you're going to see a lot across the course and i really love the that that kind of new branding you know i mean it's always the brand has always been absolutely amazing the thunderbirds and their, their charity work uh, stands uh, alone i mean the amazing work that the thunderbirds do but i love the branding about you know the people's open because it is so i mean it is like on any other golf uh event anywhere in the world at, at any time during the year it's uh, what i have people will come in and and other law enforcement professionals will come in and say hey um can i can I come out and see the command post? Can I, can you walk me over to the 16th? And when, and, and they're as golfers, you know, they've seen it on TV, but when they get there, it's like, are you kidding me? This is, <laughs> this is insane. And it really, I love the branding of the people's open. I think that has, that really connects. I mean, yes, pun intended. It, it connects with the people yeah. and it's, it's an amazing, that's an amazing idea. That, that's really cool to, to hear, right? Cause you, you think about obviously the size and scope of the event and what it, how it impacts, you know, our first responders, how it impacts SPD and, um, Scott Fire, And to hear that you, when people come to your command post, it's everything's on it's another awesome. level, right? It's yeah. like oh, a yeah. different level of a video game because yeah. it's massive. Yeah. We were just yeah. driving around in the golf carts, taking some video and making some PSAs before the event and just driving like around the 16th hole and everything. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's magical. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that the PD has a, has a national and international reputation for a lot of great things. But at the top of that list is, uh, Law enforcement professionals from literally around the world uh, will come here and ask for it, set up a tour of the of the the PD Fire Command Post, just to see the operation for a week long uh, golf event that bring that will bring in a million plus people, right? And so them looking at that and they're just blown away by the partnership that we have with the Thunderbirds, um, PD Fire, and then all of the partners that we bring in to work the event. And I think a lot of people, they'll look around and they'll say, and I remember uh, last year at any one, at any given time, we had about 60 police bicycle officers on the course. And although the vast majority of the crowd pays no attention to it, if you look at the shoulder patches on each of those Mm -hmm. bike officers, you're going to see last year, you were going to see about 14 Scottsdale patches out of those 60. The rest were going to be Mesa, Tempe, Mm -hmm. Arizona State University, Peoria, Surprise, Chandler, uh, Gilbert, DPS. DPS uh, we really are able to leverage great partnerships um, in, in the same way that the Thunderbirds do and the, the relationship we have with each other to really make the event uh, safe for everybody. And, there, and there's so much gratitude on, on our ends. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm, I could kind of stand on my soapbox on this for the next five hours with you guys. But, you, you know, that's part of our, you know, internal messaging is that gratitude towards, you know, SPD, yeah. fire, all, you know, all of our first responders, the partners that we have on course, the over 3000 volunteers, you know, 
we are the people's open. What you just said is the epitome of that, yeah. right? It, it, t- it takes more than a village. It takes yeah. the entire community Absolutely. to come out and then to be able to, to know what we're working towards, which, you know, last year, just that tournament alone, you know, under um, the leadership of Pat Williams was over $14.5 million to Holy give back to Arizona God. Charities yeah. and, you know, over $190 million in our group's history. So it, it takes awesome. it takes a lot of folks yeah. and we, we, you know, we owe you guys a, a definitely huge debt of gratitude. We couldn't, we couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you. I pre- we appreciate that. And we feel that from, from you guys. Uh, it's just a tremendous partnership. When we talk about partnerships, you know, it's a very unique event, as you guys know. Yeah. You know, Chief, you mentioned 1994. So you've seen yeah. the evolution. You've seen the evolution. You've seen the evolution of this tournament. Yeah. And, and it takes really special people, whether it's brand partners, you know, whether it's sponsors. It takes, it takes folks to understand what this event really is to truly activate it to to truly be a part of it and to truly for to resonate with them right and then the consumers that they may be trying to to market to um when it comes to you know scottsdale fire and and you guys with spd it's it takes a certain type of personality to understand us and so you know i wouldn't want this you know this conversation to go by without saying you know just even just this conversation you know the culture that you guys are setting here you know the the relationship that you have with the scottsdale community it's amazing because it is a different event and yeah. you know folks don't understand the event and the history and decades that we've had with our partnership with you i think there'd be a definitely definitely a different look and feel right and so um you know again just wanted to you know express our appreciation as the thunderbirds Thank for you. our partnership with you guys through the decades i think that's a that you make uh you make a really great point that i i hadn't thought about until you just made it right now and and yeah allison 1994 back down uh <laughs> A retired Lieutenant Larry Marmy and I are on the cover of the Arizona Republic walking with Tiger Woods because we were, we were assigned to him uh, back in the late 90s. Wow. Um, but we've grown up together. That's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's what has hit me in, in your discussion point is that over the last, uh, just in, in the 30 years that I, you know, since I started here that I've been here, um, we've really, the, the, the tournament itself uh, has grown up. Um, and, and the, the PD and the city have grown right with it. You know, we're like, um, we're like siblings <laughs> that grew up together and really learned each other's idiosyncrasies and, and, uh, really, um, enhanced that partnership. And I will tell you that I think that, um, in that very symbiotic relationship, we're a better police department because of our, our connectivity to the Thunderbirds and the open. And I think that the open uh, is better for the relationship that they have with Scottsdale PD, Scottsdale Fire, and the city of Scottsdale, because we, we I think from the get-go, we've wanted to work so collaboratively with each other to really put the spotlight, not just on the sport of golf, but on the tournament itself. And, and it really showcases a great location, a great city, a great valley, a great state. Um, and people come from all over the world to say, hey, I, and come on like at the beginning of February, end of January, then it, began, then it became the beginning of February, uh, and some great weather, typically some great weather. Uh, but, w- but, but yeah, it strikes me that we really grew up together and we were able to hone and shape one another. And if you unplugged that and put it somewhere else in the country or somewhere else in, you know, with another, wow, you'd have to start all over again. No, it's a great way of saying it. I mean, when you grow up, when you grow up together and you know each year you learn, 
you know, from each other. I think you guys have seen and been a part of the multitude of meetings with, you know, different Thunderbirds who are volunteers, whether it be, you know, the entry security or parking or, you know, all yeah. elements of this massive event that yeah. goes on. It doesn't happen, you know, in isolation. So I think that's a great yeah. way of saying it is just growing up together and really, you know, understanding and grasping what makes the event special. And, and we're also, again, it goes back to the mantra of promoting the Valley of the Sun through sport. You know, people, yeah. Scottsdale's on the map. And yes, it's a massive golf event that's turned into a huge community event. The community has turned it into an international kind of, wow, I hope I, yeah. you know, wish I can get there. But the end result is, you know, pre-Super Bowl in 2022, ASU did a uh, economic study. And so the economic impact of the WM Phoenix Open from that prior year was over $400 million yeah. in that week. Wow. Or, or in the weeks leading leading up to it yeah. as well. That's crazy. Yeah. So I imagine with Super Bowl last year, it, it was pretty darn massive but that economic impact is why i think we mutually strive and row in the same direction to to work collaboratively to to have the uh, this city stopping moment together. yeah yeah absolutely and you, you mentioned inter international event again i re remember last year the uh swiss national police set up a hey we're going to be out there can we tour you know what's going on and so we brought them in because they were starting to see some larger not anywhere near this big larger events uh, going on in their country and said hey how can we um, how can we see what's going on so that we can replicate what you're doing in terms of crowd management? Because that's really what the open is. Or the open for us on, on the law enforcement side is really about crowd management and safety and uh, access control and all, and all of these things. And so they came here for that week and got multiple tours of, of, of what was going on and a lot of notes and then took back that took that back to their home country. When you're best in class, people want to see right, how you do it. Right, and it's crazy. Back to back to back to back events. They were very surprised at uh, the partnerships that we bring out because not only is it just Scottsdale PD, and I mentioned we, we borrow bike units from, mm -hmm. from other agencies. We also, our primary law enforcement partner uh, out at the open is the Department of Public Safety. Arizona Department of Public Safety, and then we bring in national or um, federal partners, right? So the the FBI are great partners out there. The ATF are great partners with us. Uh, the U.S. military, the U.S. Army in particular, and the uh, civil support teams that they can bring to bear. So people are shocked at that, and I think the Swiss were they're like, what, "What? What do you mean? Yeah, when we bring in all these disparate groups together and under one umbrella, Scottsdale PD uh, Incident Command runs everything, and so." Uh, joint command with with Scottsdale Fire as well, uh, but under that same umbrella, and it just it just works. Yeah. It just works, and it's 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 pretty awesome. So, um, let's talk about you some more, and and how you find oh, yourself like <laughs> as how you find yourself as the chair this year, and uh, and what you know. I know that, and having past conversations uh, with Pat and with Golding uh, about uh, you know you you eventually you kind of almost work your way or you ascend into this position. So kind of give us the, give us that route a little bit and where you were prior. Sure. This is going to be my seventh Phoenix open. Uh, and when I first started, you know, in the group as a Thunderbird, I was part of a, a group called house and grounds. So house and grounds, uh, it's in its 57th year as a, as a role, it's a three year job. Uh, so you start off as, you know, rookie, um, and you know, it sounds it's, like policing. <laughs> the group does a the group does a great job with you know understanding what people's uh, skill sets are, backgrounds are, what their jobs are, and you know how much time that entails. Because we do, we're a very diverse group uh, of different industries, and you know how much time you know things can consume as far as travel. You know whether you're an international traveler and leader of your business, or if you're you know domestic. Um, so the group had put me, you know, in house and grounds. And I think the reason was because of the Red Bull background, the yeah. understanding yeah. of the events, you know, I never have claimed to be a golf guy, 
but yeah. Yeah, I've been a part of uh, many different events. And so I was there uh, as the House and Ground rookie and then became the assistant chairman of House and Grounds. And then I uh, was lucky enough to be this part of this you know, very coveted group. And House and Grounds really, it, it's, it's a group on course. It's five people um, that are really the liaison and, and uh, touch point for all of our partners and vendors on course. And so it's, uh, it's actually some of the grunt work, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. uh, scrimming, you know, trailers, it's helping set up with the bathrooms. It's working with the electricians the bathrooms sure it's for that many people. It's, uh, it's very hands on. Yeah, yeah. WM does a great job. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Um, but it's really, um, I, I don't want to disrespect by calling it grunt work, but it's grunt work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. the, but it's also, um, the culture within the group, right? Mm-hmm. The group started off like, as I mentioned with five and then, you know, they had the vision of turning into 55 and everybody had a role and everybody was all hands, you know, on deck, which every chairman uh, of their venues and, and all 55 actives are definitely very hands on. Uh, but again, just the sheer size and scope of the event, you, you know, you to. have to work with different vendors and, and uh, make sure it's the safest as well as the greenest show. Um, so that was where I started. And then we hit uh, the next year was um, actually COVID year. Um, so, you know, again, working with the, the city of Scottsdale and working with Arizona, you know, govern with, uh, governor Ducey, you know, keeping a pulse on, you know, what's going on out there and working yeah. with SPD and health. Yeah. Um, we still had a, you know, an adaptive, you know, tournament, which was still the yeah. ability to get the golfers out there and have something out there to yeah. Keep, yeah. keep things moving along, which I think, and I think we had, I think, didn't we cap it at like 5,000 a day or something like yes, that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I have special projects that year for tournament chairman, uh, Scott Jenkins was also my yeah. sponsor of the group. It was so different seeing that crowd that year when I went on, like, wow, this is was all tiny. It was tiny. Yeah. yeah. But, but Hey, we still did it. People still found a way to have yes. some fun yes. that year. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, but I, th- th- that partnership again, we grew together. we grew together. Yeah. Like, just going through that together and figuring out, um, y- you know, as you're building towards what can we do and what can't we do? Having to be in lockstep with each other is yeah. another great example yeah. because the, this, like you said earlier, the the when things are great, it's easy. Yes. When things are tough. Yes. You know that's when you see who you're who you got to find right. a way. Yeah. What a crazy. And, and Scott right, Jenkins, Allison. Got to find a way. I just, and one and of our, foundation our chairman uh, Scott Jenkins, you know, could have easily you know mailed it in, and, and he said no, we're we're going to find a way. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so that year was uh, a lot of fun. So I was special projects that year, and then uh, the following the following two years uh, was sales and marketing. Okay. So. Um, you get to, you know, every month our group has a meeting to, to discuss different, you know, elements of the tournament and updates uh, from the tournament chairman of things that are going on. But then it's the sales and marketing roles evolved into a lot of fun. It's like you're entertaining yeah. the group, but you're really trying to excite them and inspire them to, to sell everything that we have, which is why, yeah. you know, as a, <laughs> as a group, we're able to raise as much money as we do. And so, um, you know, my theme uh, that year was Thunder Kai. So we were, <laughs> I was the, I was the, uh, sensei, awesome. uh, sensei. Year. uh, so we had a great theme, theme that year, but then, uh, yeah, I got, got, um, the honor and the tap to, to become the, you know, assistant tournament chairman. So I got to yeah. work under the tutelage of the wonderful Pat Williams yep, yep. last year and learn a lot. And then, you know, this year, you know, while taking notes that year, get to try to implement some of those notes yeah. and take some bites out of the elephant of things that you want to improve on this year. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Uh, you know, it's, it's a buildup. Like you don't get thrown to the, you know, to the lions right away. There's a great buildup and whether it's, 
you know, housing grounds or, you know, or sales and marketing or it's uh, parking. parking. Is good, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I heard parking, uh, the secu- you know, security. Yep, security. Uh, and, and so the, I got to think of the parking and I, it, it makes, me, <laughs> makes me super <laughs> sweaty at the thought of that. Um, it's just it's great how you build to that. And then it's like now it's your show. So it's our show. It's still, yeah. it's a team effort. It's a collaborative it is, yeah. effort amongst a lot of people. So Allison and I were talking about, you know, and uh, like what's new. Cause you guys always have something new or some new yeah. idea or some, you something know, is there, is there any, is there, is there something you're doing uh, differently this year from last year? You know, is something bigger, you know, I, I, as I've watched it grow over the last 30 years, you know, 16 obviously has gotten crazy, but then 17 has started to get, really big and 18 and so so anything anything different this year or that you're excited to roll out or make bigger this year yeah i think the first thing is that we are the people's open the the message around you know gratitude and the fact that this is the entire community that really brings this event to life um so the we are the people's open motto is a fun one Uh, Mm -hmm. really trying to tie together different elements of of what we do and who is a part of what we do, including, like I said earlier, first responders, the players, our fans, the charities, and, and obviously the volunteers. Um, I think that's part one. So you'll see that that uh, logo across the course. Uh, the other way of, of looking at it was through a couple buckets, right? So the first bucket was uh, the player experience. You know, how can we continue to improve the player experience as they come out? Because the, the event is so unique, um, there are some players that love it, and there are some players that you know, they maybe just uh, shy away yeah. from They're pressure. Just here. And, oh, good you know, heavens! They don't want to win the highest level of the video game. Right. <laughs> the last place I'd want to tee off is on the 16 oh, on that awesome. Saturday. Oh, it takes God. a special It'd be player scary, to do that. Scary, like just right? intimidating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the player experience is one thing, which there were some improvements there. But the fan experience. Yeah. So the the way we looked at it was there is the over a million square feet of hospitality that we have. Yeah. So the, obviously the the iconic 16th hole. Like you said, on 17, you've got um, the Cove and you've got the Bay Club and, and we also have Kiva Club, which is uh, for general mm-hmm. mission. But if you look at hospitality, how can we improve hospitality, right? So that's one piece of it. Then there was the other end of it, which is the the general consumer, right? And something that we really want to hold true to is we're not going to change our general mission ticket cost, and we haven't for many, many years yeah, now. that's great, especially in this inflationary period Exactly. Right now. Yeah. We, want, we want people to be able to enjoy and come out. And so, you know, improving things like our fan zone. Um, you know, we've got the fairway house presented by Taylor Morrison, which is the highest point on the course, which is a massive structure that you can see from space. Basically, there's like four <laughs> oh different, gosh. four different holes of golf that you can see that's there. Crazy. And that's for a general consumer to go out <laughs> and enjoy. And then Kiva club, which is on the 17th hole. It's like these experiences for that general consumer. How can we continue to improve that? And so fan zone is another piece of yeah. that. And putting big screens out there for, you know, our fans. That's like, huge. If there's a fan that comes out with their family that, you know, isn't there to rage, but is actually there to, to enjoy some golf, they're going to be able to do that and be able to follow their favorite golfer and have yeah. that experience to be able to see them up close. So that's, that was it. And then really the middle portion of that in between the hospitality and in between the GA consumer is that, that daily consumer that wants the hospitality, but can't buy a suite, you know, their company's not buying them corporate suites or it's a bachelorette party or, mm-hmm. or a group coming in from out of state that wants to feel yeah. the hospitality <laughs> and, and be able to have the food and drinks being taken care of, but they, they, want to buy that on a daily level. So yeah. brand new is DraftKings. Uh, yes. so DraftKings Sportsbook, which will this, be yeah. at our main entrance. It's the first year that will be open. So we're going to have uh, daily hospitality there. Yeah. Um, that did, when they were under construction last year, that did make for an interesting you know, entrance. entrance. Yeah. yeah. So we've got a more of a, a permanent entrance. It's in the same area as it was last year. DraftKings will be one of the first things you see walking down the yeah. permanent now paved 
Paved road. Paved is good. Paved is good. Paved is good. Just in case it rains, paved is good. I know that Steve is an EDM fan, as he mentioned. You know, DJ Steve Aoki will be there on Thursday. Uh, But you can get on our website, um, wmphoenixopen.com, to check out uh, passes there. And they're they're moving pretty quick. But each day, you have the ability to go in there. And once you buy that ticket, it's you can go in to the course. You can go watch, uh, you know, walk around and watch your favorite golfer. And then you have a home base to go back to. And then you have. A pre-party before you go to the nest or if you just want to stay there it's a it's you've got yeah. you know food and beverage taken care of that's awesome and then we have our uh brand new hospitality venue called nine so mm. um on monday after the tournament I, I tend to record most of our guys will record you know sunday so then on monday when you wake up and you know from your slumber <laughs> uh, you turn on and, and check out what the golf looked like on yeah. tv and there was uh on the ninth on the ninth it's this approach shot right the the pros will tee off and then there's this approach shot into the green and behind the green there were a bunch of fans sitting you know which were they're allowed to sit in behind the yeah. ropes and then there was just one venue there and so we just said hey if, if we're pacing and tracking towards another great year this year you know not knowing where the economy was going to go you're trying to figure out right you know and, and play the guessing game as an economist mm-hmm. um but you know if, if we were able to do this could we build another venue if, if we had the demand for it and luckily, again, the community came out loud and proud, and we were able to say, okay, so the feasibility of building this is real. So we built a brand new venue, and that's awesome. top level is going to be uh, suites, but then on the bottom level, it's that daily consumer that I mentioned. It's mm-hmm. the daily consumer that wants that's to great. watch golf, and they're able to be right on the green and yeah. have food and beverage taken care of. So, um, yeah, Steve's mm-hmm. got the venue right Steve's, there. Steve's brought He's it up for us to look at. Yeah. Wow. yeah so it's right on top great. of the green. And that's impressive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be another great, great venue for us. Yeah, another uh, another venue for us to make sure and say. Yes, thanks, uh, George. Yeah, that's, no, actually, it's gonna be. It's gonna. That's, <laughs> that's, it was that either that or make sixteen ten stories. <laughs> I oh, stop. <laughs> we were talking about. Well, um, Steve sent me a text message asking about the plastic cups from last year, the sixteenth hole. Was that new last year? It was new last year. So the year prior. Again, sixteenth hole, very exciting. There was a hole we had, in one. We had the uh, we had the in Golf Digest. We were the top in the top seven golf events of the year. The video, I don't know if you saw. Weren't that. you guys recording? Yes. Yeah, so, guys so we yeah. have. In fact, uh, uh, Allison's predecessor, now Lieutenant Kevin Kwan, has the most amazing video of that, and that's why Golf Digest picked that up, and it's been seen. Th- you know, hundreds of thousands of times. And he, he was like, all right, you know, we're teeing off. And like, he was giving up there. We were live streaming. Um, cause we were talking about, um, use sunscreen and, and stay hydrated and do all of these things. And he's like, okay, well, look, you know, we're teeing off. Yeah. And, uh, and it was the hole in one and Kevin lost his mind. <laughs> and then all the bottles yes. and everything, oh my he got showered in beer and, and, and it was, but it was one of the coolest oh, I bet. videos and events that we've uh, that I we've remember seen. seeing that video the next day. Uh, we were in the trailer, and we were, I, was, I mean, the timing of that Perfect. was impeccable. Uh, but a great, another great example of we're growing together. I, mean, <laughs> yes, I think we yes. needed cups. Yeah. Those yeah. 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 dials can Hey, hurt. that's a really cool thing, but um, we might want to go with something softer. <laughs> yeah. But last year, I, I did see that they took all the plastic cups, and they made it the longest beer pong in history and it's like going into the world records book we are not short of creative folks crazy from the bottom level all the way at the top i was like so we're doing that again this year plastic cups that we've got the plastic cups and you'll see we are the people's open on the cup awesome that's gonna be a collector's cup that'll be the first cup that's cool that has that on there that's that's Allison. why don't you why don't you uh, i know you've got i know you got some questions for george about uh, your favorite area the bird's nest i do Mm. love the bird's nest okay so so many questions number one 
how do you guys pick the artists to chair? So we've got chairman uh, of each. So they same same kind of path, right? The assistant to Bird's Nest, and then the Bird's Nest chairman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got a concert in the Coliseum now, and then we've got a great team. So we've got a uh, former uh, big chief and tournament chairman John Felix, who helps lead the music. So that's kind of our constant right the mm-hmm. person that understands music is involved in the industry to help uh, support the tournament each year uh, support the t- chairman of each of the venues each year so this year uh, we've got you know mike bianco who is the president and ceo of avair so that's his day job we know he's not volunteering but he loves music and then we've got <laughs> billy malkovich uh running concert in the coliseum uh who was the business chairman the year prior awesome. so this year we decided we're going to go hit some music festivals um especially you know, Billy and Mike, they love music, so it's not difficult for them. Again, you try to They're like, you fine, try to put folks fine. in the jobs yeah. That, yeah, that they would be able to excel in, right? Mm-hmm. And so one festival that we went to was Bottle Rock up in Napa this year. And while we were there, you know, we were excited, you know, coming to Southern California, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers was performing. That was someone that was on the list that we really wanted. Uh, Post Malone was performing. Wu-Tang Clan was Post performing. Malone, yeah. Sheryl Crow was performing. Awesome. Um, and Duran Duran was performing. So I think the, the biggest surprise that came out of that was Duran Duran, who's going to be performing at the Birds' on Friday. Uh, and to see the range of ages of people that knew every song, to see the energy that they had, and it was hit after hit That's after so hit. That's so cool. We were like, wow, I wonder if we can get them. And then Post Malone performed, who is you know, right up there with Taylor yeah. Swift yeah. and Morgan Wallen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. International superstar. My wife loves Post Malone. There you go. So, yeah, Post Malone was, was one of those – you have to like dream it was yeah. a dream there's like, there's no way we could get post malone out here i mean there's a certain level of you know financial balance you have to have what acts can we afford that we can fit into our venue right um luckily post malone was available really liked you know likes the arizona community and, and really yeah. likes the uniqueness of the concert in the coliseum um because oh, so, it's amazing yeah like, it just yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a unique and it's, it's it's third year this year right so yeah. um we're excited for that venue to continue to grow but bird's nest is its own it became it became just like hey the after party for the open right and it's con- it's continued to evolve and now it's become its own standalone yeah concept it's it's people may not go to the tournament that are going to buy a ticket because we've got great international internationally recognized Grammy nominated some Grammy winning yeah. you know, artists performing there and really it's led by you know our, our chairman of the Bird's Nest and his assistant which is Mike Bianco and Jason Adler and then you know concert in the Coliseum is is Billy and, and each year you've got a new person coming in yeah. with a different perspective of what will be successful in there and we've had a nice little track record. Are you guys doing the bracelets again this year for concert at the Coliseum? Do you know? There are br- oh the light up bracelets. Yes, we are. I do not believe we're doing the light up bracelets this year, which I'm <laughs> sure you guys are happy about, right? And That's about the most low brow question we have. <laughs> oh, well, I, okay, so here the reason. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> It was amazing. Did you you saw it? It was beautiful. But people, when they were like throwing them and everything, one of the sergeants there was like, "We need to start doing something. They can't throw them onto the grass." I'm like, "There's thousands. What are we gonna yeah. do?" What do you mean but, we need to start doing something? Like pick like, them up? No, but like telling people, "Don't throw your bracelet." And so I was like looking around, like, "No, nah, they're it's gonna fine. throw them all." Yeah. Yeah, we were trying to whisper to Adam Levine to tell them to stop uh, dropping their bracelets. I'm sure he five. was. I'm <laughs> sure he was like, "Okay, I'll get right on that." Right no, in the we're no, of it. no, uh, no bracelets this year. I think uh, due to do the fact it that they were beautiful. It did look cool when it they were actually beautiful. on the grass. Though. The yeah, the, I thought the so too. I took I, pictures. I like the bracelets though that we that they went with. You know, for regular bird's nest night, those were just like the little. They weren't light up. But they no, were, these were amazing. 
You did, did you see it, Chief? I don't no. Think so, no. No. They they lit up at like different colors for the music that was playing, and so that's pe- cool. Oh, it was amazing. It was yeah. beautiful. Okay, and is anybody opening for Post Malone, or is he just going by himself? Post Malone, ha- we have just announced that Ernest, country artist Ernest, Ooh. will be opening for Post Malone, which mm. we are very excited okay. about. Yeah. All the concerts like sell out before you guys even have anybody signed up. It's crazy. It's again a testament to the buildup and the trust that the community has. Yeah. I mean, we were already selling out of suites before we'd announced an act, um, and then when we did announce our act and went on sale, we bas- basically broke the internet. It was yeah. the tickets were on sale at ten. <laughs> it broke down by ten thirty, and then it was sold out by twelve forty-five. Yeah, we can get the system back going. Jeez. Just a little, awesome. It's a little golf tournament. Yeah, it's just a go- well, no big deal. We always say like you know, sixty-five, seventy percent of the people out there have no idea golf tournaments going on. They're out there, for the, they're out there to see and be seen yes. and for the for the environment because it's an amazing, amazing environment. And that's and so, okay. But there yeah. is there are also a lot of uh, there, avid. Yes, there are a lot of diehard golfing fans. Yeah. Absolutely, there. And we people always ask me, hey, what's the best day to go? You know. And, I'm like, well, Saturday's the craziest day to go. Sunday's a great, if you're a golf purist, Sunday's a great day. Yeah. So, And if you guys um, want to give away tickets, you know, all, I will give you unlimited tickets for oh Monday my gosh. and Tuesday. We okay. could use yeah, that Monday for Tuesday, raffles, yeah. for real. Yeah, Ford, yeah. Ford, Ford, free, Ford Free Days on Monday yeah, and Tuesday if yeah. anybody wants to come <laughs> out no, and check the course. Yeah. Yeah. No, I but think, we could use that. I think Monday and Tuesday are great. The the, the Pro-Am is great. Uh, that's and, and then you get into the first couple of rounds, and those are, those are good golf days. All, so. all kidding aside – you know, Ford sponsoring for Monday and Tuesday for any fan that wants to come out and see the city that we built on awesome. TBC Scottsdale yeah. is, is amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Monday and Tuesday also, you know, the m- number of people that we have on a Monday and Tuesday, it actually is more than some other golf tournaments. Yeah, tour really? It's cra- yeah, it's crazy. So let's talk about the dates. We start off with the, the kickoff at the Coliseum on the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Yes. February 3rd. And, and, then, uh, and then Sunday is off. Sunday's, you know, Sunday's Sunday's the break down that break, right, got to break down the stage, yeah. and then uh, we start Monday the fifth. Yeah. Right, we kick off Monday the fifth and uh, go through the eleventh. Uh, and so, um, wow, I can't believe it's here already. It's right around no. the corner, guys. We hope you found our chat more gripping than a golfer's handshake. If you're planning to swing by the WM Phoenix Open next week, don't just practice your putting. Join us in the social media clubhouse too. Follow us at at Scottsdale PD and at Scottsdale Fire, where we're teeing up all the latest updates. And remember, use the hashtags Be More in the People's Open. It's the social equivalent of hitting a hole in one. Let's make some noise online like a crowd cheering at the 18th hole. All right, folks, it's time to get back on the course. We're leaving the clubhouse chatter behind and heading straight for today's For Reals questions. Think of it like the back nine of our show, where things get serious, the game intensifies, and every swing, or in our case, every question, counts. So grab your clubs and let's dive right back into the heart of the game. Here we go. Um, great stuff. Great. I, I know that uh, we hit you with a lot of questions. We've kept you a long time, but Allison likes to usually close us out um, with some, uh, usually her, her, yeah, her interesting <laughs> For interesting <laughs> questions that neither you nor I know about at the time, and so she just likes to throw no, them at these us. Are so great. Allison, close us out with a few, uh, a few, a few questions. Okay, my lieutenant told me not to ask this one, so I'm going to ask it anyways. Love what? It. Love it. <laughs> what is the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? I'm <laughs> looking at you, Chief. You go first. Wow, the weirdest smell that I've ever smelled. I think earwax. Ew. It's a very weird smell. That has a, and why are you smelling that? 
Was that recent? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you said something weird. Earwax. You're getting a sweat going. Earwax is very, very odd. Huh. Okay. You know what got me thinking about that? I was was younger. I was still an adult. I was younger. But uh, if you watched any of the Harry Potter, read any of the Harry Potter books, or watched any of the Harry Potter movies, and uh, Bernie Bott's Every Flavored Bean, and... At one point, Dumbledore says uh, he eats one, and he's like, "Oh, earwax." Anyway, oh just- my god, <laughs> I have no idea. I, uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see what that's like. Uh, later. <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. yeah, yeah. I Q-tipped this morning, so I'm gonna wait a couple of days. I, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is, have you guys heard of the like the durian fruit? It's a fruit that looks like it's spiky on the outside, and it's got these two. It's like almost like fruit like that looks like two pieces of like kind of yeah. meat they're yellow interesting it's not what you would think it would smell or taste like from singapore right i believe so it's in the yeah it's typically in the look at that Asian, steve Asian just fruit. coming in with it just steve the, will have to pull that up for he you just guys googled that yeah, what i'm yeah. talking about but yeah no i went to singapore it's actually a fine to carry it on to the transfer <laughs> train yeah. oh. do you know fine. this because you tried or no <laughs> it's also legal to have gum in singapore it's illegal that. to have gum Look at this. Steve wow. just sliding in here. I was going to so say, culture. what's the most... Dropping, down, yeah. dropping culture bombs left and right. Good yeah. good job, Steve. Good Sarge, work. what's yours? Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that one. Okay, You wait. should. This is not like you ask us and then you don't get to... You don't Weirdest get to smell is when my daughters have these weird rain boots. And no matter what, if their shoes are like clean or dirty, it's just this it's weird... It's the rubber. Yeah, the it's this boots, weird, yeah. gross smell. Yeah. All right. Um, what is one fun rule you think should be included in golf that is not like every time you make a hole in one, you have to do a certain dance or if you do something, you have to chug a beer. I don't know. Something like that. I think if you bogey, like you, you, like you gotta, there's some, like you gotta do 20 burpees. Something like that. That's not fun. That's not anything fun about that. Second or third (laughs) hole. Oh, sorry. That sounded like punishment. Yeah, you no, said, that's what's nothing fun? fun. Let's make let's make the round even longer. Yeah, <laughs> fun. I would say, and this is so selfish of me, but I would say that anytime I actually get to the green, I, you just call it two putts. Like that's it. I don't have to putt. Yeah, just, just hit like, the green. Just finally, good. when you finally get there, just yeah. don't make me putt. And just put that on the fair. scorecard. Yeah, you know, and anybody that wants to apply that rule. I think that that would work. What is or has been your favorite costume or outfit you have seen at the Open? A little bit controversial, but this guy was—he was on the news. He—he he, the speedo the guy, the speedo guy with the arrow that said, uh, uh, "It said nineteenth yeah. hole." Yes. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, that doesn't mean you know people who listen to this aren't going to go out there with a speedo on. You know, so. we should have. Yeah, no. There's a lot of interesting. Sponsored by them, though. I I think you use the word costumes because there are a lot of interesting costumes. That's why I said costumes or outfits. You know, either or. Because outfits are definitely interesting. Because, um, yeah. Anyway, that's. I think, like for me, there was just a bunch of men wearing rompers, and I was like, "That's interesting," because I just picture them like trying to go to the bathroom. Do you picture them or do you picture them? Because I'm pretty sure you just said picture. Gosh, he was waiting. I know. I got that was a zinger too. I just 
It's I say sleeping bag, and people always make fun of me. Oh, that's a good one. Sleeping bag. Yeah, sleeping bag. Yeah, sleeping bag. I think I think this is a good opportunity for the PSA on the costume. So, it's funny when folks try to come out dressed in some type of velour to look like a thunderbird and try yeah. to sneak in. Stop <laughs> it! The best they is do that, they, that. These folks don't realize that all the Thunderbirds obviously know each other. And so if they see right, you and you're, yeah. you're like, hey, and we, we'll, we make, it's, it's funny. Just, We're like, hey, yeah. great job, bud, yeah. but no, let's, <laughs> let's go. Just stop sneaking in places. And then, That's funny. then it gets radioed in. And then also, you know, SPD, all of you guys, yeah. you are pretty familiar with what we look like yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and if it's if it's a right or wrong. Oh my gosh. Right or wrong That's look. That's great. So it's pretty, pretty funny. That is too funny. Yeah. I was going to say, say simultaneously. You actually said it. I know. Simultaneously. Do you say simultaneously? Simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Allison believes that the word is simultaneously and said it (laughs) on a critical incident briefing video that we put out. One uh, word. You you mess up one word and apparently. And it's the word is picture. It's picture. Not pitcher. It's It's Allison. It's pitcher. Pitcher. Like a pitcher of beer. Yeah. We uh, we actually had, we have uh, our guys announce at the tee box when you start the round. And a uh, player, Brooks Kepka, who has won our tournament, uh, one of the top players you know, in the world, one of our Thunderbirds who was announcing, um, I don't believe practiced uh, the name. And so <laughs> no. this, was, this was years ago, and uh, it was Brooks Cupcake. <laughs> oh, and so we have, and we have it on tape, and it's oh, amazing. No. So that That's, one gets brought back yep, all the time. Love it. So, That's awesome. So sorry to apologize that it's probably going to get brought back to you. Yeah, I love it. It's perfect. All right, last one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? I think we've had this one before. No, we had. Yeah, Did Steve. We? Steve's like saying How yes. Dare a hot you? dog is not a sandwich. Okay. A okay. hot dog is a is something in and of itself. It's a creation in and of its own. Thus, it is not a sandwich. Just my take. I I agree with you. I think the context is the same. The the context of that is a sandwich would have conventionally two separate pieces of bread yes a hot, dog a, hot is a, a hot dog is a bun that it, typically yeah. begins a as bun. a that's, connected that's just a lazy a person's it's a world bun, not bread yes yeah I will, I and it's the and it's the now i think it said, stands on its own I think had you said is a hot dog a taco I think that is what i asked <laughs> last time if a hot dog was a taco let me but ask then this, i would still say no put, what can you put in between two slices of bread when it comes to the Food items. You Anything. could do lettuce. You could yeah. put mayonnaise. You could put peanut butter and jelly. You don't take a hot dog bun. Yeah. What do you put in a hot dog bun? Hot dog only, yeah. or 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 sausage. some form of tubed meat. Yeah, tube tubed <laughs> meat. Yes. Cased meat. Yes, cased yes. meat. Did yeah. you know on Slim Jims that you were supposed to tear the stuff off of the Slim Jim no. before you eat it? Stop yes. it. Nobody does that. I know. I yeah, was watching. That's TikTok a Wyoming the other thing. Night. It's not. You know, just because it's on TikTok doesn't mean it's true. Allison. I went down a whole rabbit hole. It is a. It's a fact. That is like a casing you're supposed to take off. Oh, heavens. Anyways, Um, all right. You know, George, I apologize that we we had such a good talk up until now, and usually this is what Allison does. She really, she low-brows the rest of the entire thing. I would like an office here. This is a great place to work. This is amazing. George, thanks so much for being here. I know we went long. We had a lot of great conversation, covered a lot of topics, but I just really want to thank you for being here. I know I know how busy you are getting ready to, to kick off the event, but thanks for being here. No, thank you guys so much. And, and as I mentioned, so much gratitude and, and love for our history together and 
really looking forward to, I mean, we're less than two weeks away. Oh, my spending gosh. Spending a lot of time yes. together. That's yes, crazy. yes. Look yeah. forward to seeing it out at the People's Open. Uh, Allison, thanks uh, for uh, the entertainment and simultaneously and pitcher <laughs> and, and some of these exceptionally good uh, lowbrow questions. Uh, a hot dog okay. is a hot dog, not a sandwich. So I would say, like, what's a hamburger? Is a hamburger a sandwich? Anyway, so we can get into this whole different thing. We'll have to talk about that it's next best. month. Um, all of our listeners out there, thanks for uh, hanging with us and for, uh, for, for just really participating in, in uh, our communication efforts to make sure that we're always, uh, we're always communicating with you, that we're providing you some fun content. And uh, remember, every day offers each of us the opportunity to be more in the service of others, take care of each other, uh, enjoy the cool weather, and we'll see you next month. And just like that, we've reached the 18th hole of this month's episode of Shop Talk. Before we pack up our clubs, here's a friendly reminder from your hosts. Always plan ahead for a safe journey home. Whether you're heading out to the WM Phoenix Open or any other event where good times are par for the course, consider a rideshare or appoint a designated driver. Remember, playing it safe is always the best strategy, not just on the golf course, but in life too. Safety isn't just important, it's everything. Until next time, keep your swing smooth and your drive safe. And as always, remember to be more.